Hey there, folks, this is Devil Redeem. No problem. Hey there, folks, this is Devil Redeem. Hey there, folks, this is Devil Redeem. No problem. Hey there, folks, this is Devil Redeem. No problem. Hey there, folks, this is Devil Redeem. No problem. Hey there, folks, this is Devil Redeem. No problem. Hey there, folks, this is Devil Redeem. No problem. Hey there, folks, this is Devil Redeem. No problem. Hey there, folks, this is Devil Redeem. No problem. Hey there, folks, this is Devil Redeem. No problem. Hey there, folks, this is Devil Redeem. No problem. It's uh, Del Rodin here. Um, you know, welcome back to another edition of Del Rodin. Uh, I want to clear a couple things up. Uh, there's a couple people on an online forum saying that, you know, maybe I was a little too rough in this other, in this upcoming interview. Uh, you know, I was maybe was picking on this uh, kid too much. They said, Del Rodin, like, you're a grown man. Why are you picking on children and shit? I'm not. I was, I put him in the hot seat because I needed some quality content for Del Rodin podcast. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. Um... You know, so I just I put him in a high seat, and it, so anyways, I want to clear a couple things up with this apology. Uh, I'm sorry that you thought that I was being too rough with a kid, and that you were offended by something that had nothing to do with you, and, you know, I'm sorry about that. So that's Delroy Dan's apology. So I'm going to roll a clip right now, and we're going to finally hear how rough I'm actually being. Brooklyn and Queens and stuff, and I go up on the wolf I look for Spider-Man. A lot of people... You know, they they actually know me because I took a lot of pictures of Spider-Man. I'm selling them to the Daily Bugle eventually one day. Uh, they let me up. I knock on every door in the city sometimes and try to ask if I could go up on the roof to check out, see if Spider-Man's up there. So this is my question. I've seen him a couple of times. And I saw him with uh, the Green Goblin over there in the Brooklyn Bridge one time. Damn. Over there, up in, uh, in, uh, over there near uh, Barclays Center. I was up on a roof over there. I saw Spider-Man, Green Goblin. That's, that's pretty wild. Yeah, that's pretty rare. I mean, so my question is, how many other people saw this? Because... It was just me. I was the only one who saw it. But I took pictures. So... How do we... How do your how listeners know that you're, you're not Spider-Man? Because I, don't, I have a little bit of... Doubt. I ain't Spider-Man, just a little kid. I don't do nothing. I'm just a Spider-Man could have been I a little kid that got bit by a spider and he's, he's flying up there because you're the only one seeing that him. That wasn't me. That was somebody else. You I don't have, know what they're talking about. You're going to have to get a picture. I want to see you and Spider-Man in the same photograph. And then this will ease kind of my... my, my, my uh, I'm, and also, I'm not trying to blow your your cover here. If you are Spider-Man and you want to keep this going, then that's cool. You know, it's no problem for Del or Dan. But if you saw Spider-Man, I mean, I believe he's out there. But also, I think he's I think you're Spider-Man. And I just I'll just come out and say it. Um, you know, not to be coming all too heavy with with that, but you know, there's a couple uh, people on the threads that are saying, how come, you know, if he sees Spider-Man. Then he might be Spider-Man. You know, I don't know. Maybe we're all Spider. Maybe I'm Spider-Man. I'm doing this to cover up the fact that you know, I'm Spider. I'm not Spider. All right. So we don't need to keep going into that. So, anyways, I don't think I was being that rough with a kid. Uh, he's a good kid. He's out there doing, you know, pulling up his brute brute straps and you know, selling pictures, daily bugles, and all that. Uh, but you know, it is it is mysterious that he's still the only one that's seen him. He does have photos of him. They're pretty undeniable. I've seen the photos. They released the documents on the forum. You can go to the forum and 
and check it out. It's online. Just go on Google, type in Spider-Man photos. And you'll see, he's got all these really, really high-quality pictures of Spider-Man. Yeah, I'm doing it right now. You type in Spider-Man on Bing Bing and type in image or click image. He's got some pretty good pictures. Okay, now this is interesting. Here's a picture of Spider-Man with no mask on. And now I was talking to the kid on the phone, so I don't know what his face looked like, but I think this was him. So I don't think I was being that rough. I think I was being asked some very fair questions. It's my duty as an American to... You know, be kind of putting the pressure on our youth and, and uh, you know, overburdening them. So, anyways, welcome back to another edition of Delaware Dan. Um, yeah. On today's episode of Delaware Dan. Featuring interviews with many people. Does your family suffer from nonsensically inclined Cohen poems being used to reverse the tendency of capitalism's degrading effect on the human psyche? Then no problem. Call Delaware Dan at 302-69-6429 at uh, 302-4... Call Delaware Dan on the phone and pick up the phone call Delaware Dan. So get off your butt, pull up your brute straps and do the... Pull it, put the phone in your brute... In, in your, to your ear and get up your boots and get them and call Delbert Dan because it's time we took a stand on what's right Delbert Dan pretty good all right so that was uh you know coming up we got interview with the person singing on that song that was uh lily konigsberg she's pretty cool um she got tons of songs out we know her from a lot of different things palberta 
you know, she's in the band Eyes of Love sometimes. She, sometimes she's playing in, um, the, she's doing songs with Cradle. Uh, Paco Cathcart is the Cradle. So uh, we also got, she does a lot of songs. Uh, she's from the hit uh, musical act Lily Konigsberg, which is just her name. She goes by the same name for doing songs, and they're really good. They're pretty good. Uh, you know, that one was a little bit of shameless self-promotion because it was, uh, you know, the musical track was Plague 64 and Hexagrams with Lily Konigsberg singing over top of it because uh, that song was honestly trash until she blessed it with her vocals. So we're going to ask her a couple questions about, you know, a little bit about uh, stuff that she does and, you know, maybe stuff she doesn't do. I don't know. I don't know yet. We haven't done the interview yet. We're about to do it um, pretty soon here. So I'm just burning up time. Um, okay. So, all right, we're here in studio, uh, and we're doing three stogies, hoagies, and pierogies. Now, fortunately, I didn't have time to stop at a Wawa to get any hoagies. It's not even hoagie fest, so they don't even got no good deals on them. So, uh, but basically, what we're doing is we're doing, I'm going to do a live review. <clears throat> uh, this might be edited for content, but it's going to be a live review of three stogies per you coffee. I just brewed a cup. Actually, I brewed four cups. I'm two down, so I got two cups left, and I'm going to let you know what I think of it uh, on the first sip. But before we do that, um, I got to make sure that um, this is also uh, going to be a segment called Sipping on a Sippable with Sips McGee. And now for our segment. Sipping on a sippable by Sips McGee. Drinking three Stogies coffee. This is Sips McGee. It's Delroy Dan as Sips McGee, starring Delroy Dan as Sips McGee doing three hoagies, uh, <clears throat> three Stogies, hoagies, and pierogies. Um, I went down. I'm drinking. Uh, this is. I'm drinking this coffee by Tim High Dripper, Mug Loosen Hop, and Vic Burger the Port. And <clears throat> this is pretty good. Uh, I'm going in for another sip. Oh my god. It's a little late in the day for me to be drinking coffee, so I'm going to be wired for sure. I'm not going to be able to go to sleep now, but so far it's uh, making my lips kind of numb. Uh, <coughs> it has a smoky afterbirth. It kind of reminds me of <clears throat> like when you're ripping the bong and you know you're coming up. You know what I'm talking about. So I just right, go for another sip. See what happens. <coughs> the 
Does you and your family suffer from a distinct lack of crystal gem healing sessions that feel to end in illegal beef brothel visitations late night on Mill Creek Road in Pike Creek during DIY DUI racing season? The nip problem called Delworth Dan at 302-696-4206969 at DelawareDan.com. Call now for your free gem healing session at the illegal beef brothel in Pike Creek on Mill Creek Road in Pike Creek up there in, in Newcastle County. No problem. Call Del Rodin. <coughs> Went down the wrong pipe the first time. I think I got it right that time, though. Um, <coughs> it's pretty good. It's kind of reminding me of, uh, you know, when you're in a... Um, you know, I was you're in a, ba- a gas ro- a gas station, and you gotta use the bathroom. And there's a dude uh, took a dump, and you don't want to go in there. I'm not saying the coffee tastes like that. It tastes. This is a po- this is a positive review. I like this coffee. It's good. Uh, I just for some reason thinking about this one time I was in a gas station and the dude uh, went number two, and it smelled so bad that I wanted to fucking kill myself, but I didn't. So. Um, you know, I was waiting outside, you know, I was somewhere in a panhandle of Florida, I don't know why I was there, um, I was talking to this dude out front, and he was being super nice, and then the guy, the person in the bathroom, he's a slightly bigger dude, a little obese, but, you know, not, no disrespect, um, and matter of fact, me and the dude outside were talking about being respectful and, and nice, and just how happy he was about something, and I was like, that's great! And so the dude left the bathroom, and I mean, he flushed, but it was it was otherworldly. I'll tell you that. So this coffee kind of reminds me of just that that whole trip in general was a good. It was a good trip. It was ultimately a good trip. It did not have its you know pitfalls and whatnot, but we got through it. <coughs> uh, going in for another sip. It's got a smoky blend. It's no wonder it's called Tim Smoky Blend because it's kind of got it's got a little bit of that to it. Check out OfficeHoursLive.com or I don't know if it's .com. Just type it in. Go on their Patreon and you know sometimes I go in there. I'm goofing off. I'm saying hey to the, to the guys, joshing around with the dudes, um, non-gender specific dudes, people in general. And we like to talk about a lot of different things. So go ahead and check that out. Don't go for my sake, though. Go for your own. And uh, also check out Old Table. Um, coming up next. Wait, before we go into that, let me go back. Let me read to you. The, um, all right, so it says Three Stogies Premium Coffee Tim Smoky Blend. 100% fair trade Arabica co- roasted coffee beans, net weight 12 ounces. Which is, if you're doing the math... Which the bag's doing the math for you, but it's 340 grams. <clears throat> so on the back it says, Wake up <clears throat> with the Holy Trinity. Tim Hydripper, Mug Loose and Hop, Vic Burger the Porf, 
Each Does your family suffer from a criminal lack of three stogies coffee in your kitchen cupboard while you and your family eat hoagies and pierogies while dogfighters hold off bogies in a Michael Bay film that was cancelled by Uncle Incel for not being white enough? No problem, call Delver Dan. 302-420-6969 extension 666. Call Delver Dan. T-shirts still available. We got a small and a 2XL left, so $30 each. Call Delver Dan. No problem. Call now. Cup is important to us. That's why we specifically roast each bean individually for the perfect temperature to release into your mouth and down your throat. <laughs> the most arousing, rich flavors and aromas. Three Stogies Premium Coffee. Uh, brought to you by Office Hours. Oh, officialofficehours.com. That's the website I meant to say. So <clears throat> check it out. Buy yourself a bag. It's only 20 bucks. When's the last time you paid 20 bucks for a pretty good cup of coffee, you know? So it makes more than one cup of coffee, obviously, and the beans are individually roasted, as they said on the back, which is honestly feels like a little counterintuitive to how you probably actually roast coffee, but I'm not here to point, you know, make no judgments other than if I like this co coffee or not, and I do. It's pretty fucking good. Um, <clears throat> it, it will potentially activate my bowels, but that's all right. That's just a fact of Mother Nature, and, you know, if Mother Nature... Were to take a sip of this coffee right now, she it would activate her bowels and she would flush away the sins of the planet. So, that being said, check out, uh, just check it out. Okay, this has been Sips McGee, Delaware Dan is Sips McGee, sipping on a sippable with Sips McGee. So, okay, all right. So, Delaware right. Dan here talking Lily Konigsberg. Am I saying that right? Konigsberg? Yeah. I was calling you, you Konigsberg. Know, my, whole family calls, my whole family says Konigsberg, but I say Konigsberg. So I'm wrong, but I like it better. And, you know, it sounds a little better. I will admit that the Delaware accent, it's just the inclination is to go Konigsberg because, co you know, phone, well, you probably quit it. You probably just quit it. Quit, quit, quit saying it that way. <laughs> well, I'm I'm gonna say it the way you say it, added added not just respect, but added just because I'm I'm concerned I'm getting it wrong. I can't. Thor Dan is frequently wrong, but will not be wrong on this. So just we're taking a stand well, on. I'm, I'm the first Konigsberg of the Konigsberg. I'm starting a new tribe. There you go. Take doing a doing things. So you so you do music, which is cool. That's kind of the theme of this episode. We're talking to other musicians, doing music on them and stuff like that. And we know you, a lot of projects from doing uh, going on Palberta. Uh, you know, you were in the Eyes of Love, Climax. No, you were not in Climax Landers, correct? I'm, I'm probably getting actually there. no, I wasn't. Yeah, no, that was on. That was on. That was a. It's another member of Palberta in that. So I got that wrong. Delaware Dan Strike Two, uh, and then. Well, confused a lot. <laughs> we used to look really identical and then we just kind of shifted. I don't know what happened. We used to look twins. We used to be asked if we were twins. Oh, really? All the time. All the time. Damn. Yeah, Delaware Dan. What is, that's pretty crazy. Because um, mm -hmm. you guys don't look nothing alike. <laughs> but maybe there that's was just... a time. There was a time. But now we don't. <laughs> well, how about that? And then we know so you... Why? 
we, we know you also doing songs of Paco Cathcart, The Cradle. Got a lot of vocals yeah. going on in that. It's pretty good. It's all really I good. I recorded vocals yesterday with Sam. Oh, it's first time in a long time. That's pretty cool. Excuse me, that was actually a hiccup. I hiccuped really weird. <laughs> uh, it was great. His apartment wasn't as hot as mine. We talked about serious things. We made jokes. That's he let me edit his lyrics on here, which has never happened before. Oh, whoa. How about that? Because um, I got better at lyrics during quarantine. <laughs> I got really good at lyrics. I think I'm better than that at, the, at doing that than melodies. It's exciting. I beat my melodies. <laughs> well, you guys make a, <laughs> a, a classic team there, and uh, you know we're all big fans here at the Delaware Dan Temple Marketing, and uh, it's pretty good. Definitely a lot of good harmonies, a lot of good parts, and uh, some of these recordings yeah. wouldn't really be complete without the singing. And you also you are part of musical act. Lily Konigsberg, which coincidentally is your the same as your name. Do you have anything to comment yeah. on that? It was an accident. Okay. I didn't mean to. My manager, uh, Cheryl Apprentice, did it by accident. When I went up on one poster, now people know me as my name. It's a nightmare. It's pretty wild. I mean, there's a lot of people out there that go by their name. Um... Seal. Like Cher. Cher, I was about to say that. Um, yeah, like the Rolling Stone. Prince. Rolling Stone. Um, Stone. That's it. Yeah. That's it. You know, so there's, you know, but. There's a lot. So we've, we've noticed, you know, we do, we do a lot of market research, focus groups, kind of focal points, talking issues and stuff. And through all that, we realized that you haven't made a single bad song yet. <laughs> So what? What is? How does that happen? I mean, what would it take to get you to make one bad song? Let me put it this way: I'll answer the first question. I am bad at almost everything else, so I had to get at something. <laughs> and what it would take to for me to write a bad song would be uh, to be paid a ton of money. Where do you go? Just so much like that it was so cool and I could just swim in it. You know, I wouldn't even spend it. I would just use it for my swimming time. But, you know, I don't know. I have a game called The Lily's Dumb Game and it's not self-deprecating. I find it funny because I'm creatively smart and academically really dumb. So I have, I have my friends ask me things I should know about science, history, math, philosophy, geography, and I never get it right. And then when I get it wrong, I look out the window wistfully. And it really entertains the crowd. Everyone's just kind of applauding and being like, she got it wrong. They're like, you're so fucking dumb, dude. I love it. (laughs) And then I play a song, and then I'm like, you're so dumb, but that was a good song. Well, there you go. (laughs) Well, and I'm also good at massaging. That's the only other thing I'm good at. That's that's a good skill to have because there's a lot of there's a lot of knots and have nots in this world, and they all need to get. Actually, wait! Don't tell anyone that because then people, more people will know. Because I get hit up just you know, like, oh, I my back with my foot. No. Yeah, no, no, no. We're we're only going for you if to, either someone comes with a proposal with like 
six million dollars to write a bad song in ones in singles so that you can fill a swimming pool and a half with it and you go swimming or you want to hear a good song and she's doing that but you better pay for that too um so hopefully that'd be the only kind of thing people are coming at you don't no one go out there saying give me the massage because that's that's just ridiculous. You that's massage your own damn foot. I don't. I still don't know if I could do write a bad song. Cause even my joke song, like I get stuck in my and in my hand, other people could. Like I have one about bunions. Did I ever sing? You know one about bunions? I don't think I heard that one. Now, you want to do a little? I don't usually acapella. It's a pretty quick. Yeah, it is acapella. I've never even used the instrument with it. It's I had a bunny on my foot today. I brought it to the doctor and he said, okay. And um, Hugo and I wrote that together. You love family. I'm going to credit him as well. Um, but, you know, it never fails to amuse people. It's short, sweet, and it's, it's very bad. But uh, it's so good. It's so bad it's good, you know. Yeah, no, that's amazing. I mean, to make it short and sweet is like uh, is actually I think a big challenge, especially here at Delaware Dan Temple Marketing. We try to do jingles to make um, oh. things you know marketable through sound, and it becomes this sort of quasi spiritual experience, but mostly bringing people back to the zero point and kind of undoes a lot of marketing things. So it's pretty good. Some like a bunion, fairly unmarketable, but you sold me on the idea of the song, so that's pretty good. I mean, I'm not advertising to get a bunion. I'm saying the doctor is going to say, okay, when you go to the doctor about the bunion. So basically nothing's happening. Okay, well, here you go. The doctor's not going to help you. The doctor's just going to be like, okay. So... Well, that, doc- that doctor's uh, losing business, and he needs to figure out. Maybe he needs to reach out to Elder Dan and get him some some other jingles. But the bunion. Yeah, I'll get you in touch with him. I don't know his name, but it'll be easy. His name's Doctor Bunyan. The Funyun. Doctor Bunyun. Oh, Bunyan. I remember now. Bunyun, PhD. Oh yeah, he's dead. Uh, it's not gonna work out. But you know my dad, one of his best friends, Al Arielli. I have I haven't seen this guy in so long. He was a professional jingle singer and writer. Oh, how about that? When those were real things that people said a lot on the radio, or there's more of it on the radio. And he has the perfect voice. So be so beautiful, of course. That's Shout awesome. out to that guy. <laughs> Shout out to the to the original Jingle Master jingling them on the radio. So he'd do it live. I, I think I was not around for that, but they would go on and be like, "Get this thing," and it tastes good too. I think I seen him. Yeah. Veggie, yeah, if it tastes good, it is good. Hallmark. Yeah. Right. You got to end with the name of the business. It's, yeah, because it's, it's a period at the end of the sentence. We may or may not believe in human rights, USA. <laughs> that one. Those aliens here coming closer every day. That's it. <laughs> so you did a you you released a, recently. I saw you did a, a greatest hits type thing, and that's it's a joke. It's pretty good. Obviously, I haven't written my greatest hit. Well, see, some would argue that they're all greatest hits. And I'm not. It's not just pointless flattery there. That's a scientifically viable. <laughs> I mean, we got the notes here and everything. I can pull up the documents, but I'm not going to do it right now because I'm lazy. But these are scientific facts that we know for sure. 
Yeah, I mean, I mean, I yes, but I think I'm, I have yet to write my best out. Okay, all right. So there's, there's more I to come. I best song, and that's a little too much. Really, so I just There's really great songwriting out there. Like, what do you think the best song is? Your best song, or just the best song? No, my general? best song. The best song. All right, the best song. Uh, uh, that's a good question. Put me in the hot seat here. Uh, several of the Delaware Dan marketing backing tracks, I think pretty, they're up there. But outside of that, realistically speaking, the best song ever written, uh, a lot of people want to argue it's Don McLean. I think it's actually the Weird Al version of the Don McLean song, and I forget <laughs> what it's called. Well, um, people agree with you. Yeah, I think, and even even Don McLean allegedly is like, this better than my own song, Weird Al, Yankovic. And I, wow. think, I think maybe White and Nerdy, nah, that one's not that good. It's, it's not better than the original, but it's pretty good. But I think maybe there's a polka song about Eddie Vedder that's up there. I wish I really thought about this. I, I often think... Uh, I'm sorry, you're the interviewer of the band. But, but I, you know, I have I've gotten about this a lot. So I should have been a reason because I find that the best song that I've ever heard, I won't hit wonders. Hmm. Like, there she goes. There she goes. Kiss me. Wait, what was the last um, one? Sorry. Kiss me. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, that's a classic. Um. Sounds like don't be my vacation That is a one hit wonder as well. There you uh, go. Casey's mom. Uh. Not really, not as much a one-hit wonder, but everyone knows that song, and not as many people know the other songs that that's the way it did. Right, they're not digging into the catalog. Yeah. They're not even listening to the album. They're just saying that one song is yeah. on now, Volume Four Twenty, and we're going, we're moving on from that. That's what most people exactly. think. Exactly, exactly. People, people, it's not no one that listens to albums anymore, you know, and they shouldn't because all the one-hit wonders, other songs, are actually really bad. But I've that I've. <laughs> But I've been like, oh, that was a great song. Maybe it's the other one they did. No, no, no. I don't know how that happened. Like my cousin one time in Philadelphia, he was listening to White Snake, and he he felt like he had been ripped off because he had to listen to the whole album to get to the point to the point part where he's saying <laughs> the um. Waste time. He is wasting his time. He's like, I don't got time for this shit. Uh, so I'm putting on the radio, listening to the advertisements instead. So that's how. Does your family suffer from too many tradwives canceling cancel culture in a vacuum of echoing reverberations that mirror the parallel dimensions of ideologies being bought and sold by insecure white males whose unchecked inferiority complexes have created new marketing campaigns aimed at not exposing themselves to their previously aforementioned tradwives, a whole slew of coleslaw slinging premature ejaculatory race war syntax embedded in bumper sticker codes that signified the end of all rhyme, reason, and rhythm, then no problem called Del Redeen at 302. 42069 extension illegal crimes department. If you have an illegal crime to report to Delver Dan, call Delver Dan at 302-6969. Sorry, 302-420-6969. Delver Dan. Oh, extension 69. Call call now. They do. I don't know. But I love, yeah, those are it's so fun to listen to car insurance ones and the ones about Car washes and car accessories. Any kind of car. Used cars, new cars, 
a combination of new and used cars, um, all kinds oh, of stuff. Oh, 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 <laughs> yeah, that was Auto great. Get in the zone. Auto yep. zone. Hey, that's a classic. One hit, one hit wonder. What do you think the best uh, radio jingle is? Uh, that's a tough I think one. I really like that one. Yeah, it was pretty good. Oh oh oh! It's got yeah, it's got kind of a ecstatic build up into the to the title of the business, and it's like smacks. I'm astounded by McDonald's uh, being found because McDonald's do how do they do that? The McDonald's being found because it's it's just but I'm loving it. I'm loving it. Really that good. Yeah, it's kind of it's, it's, it's a little anemic. It's good stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Didn't didn't they have a song? They had a version of it that was like, McDonald's is gonna get you because McDonald's treats you right. Bam, bam, bam. I'm probably getting that wrong, but it's something like that. McDonald's. I, I think. Right. I don't know. I don't know about that, but there, you know, there's plenty of plenty of things out there. A lot of different advertisement jingles, and if someone approached you to write a jingle. Well, how would you respond to that? Aside from well, how much? It depends on the company. I would, I would troll them if it was a really bad company and write a really good song with a hidden message in it and get paid and then donate it. Money. Hell yeah. Like a little bit for rent. And if it was a good company, which doesn't basically exist, I would be very excited. Either way, I'd be excited to have a plan for, for both. Some creative problem solving going on there. I don't, but the thing is, I would need some kind of code person, a R- coder, because I don't think that's something I could get it like a hidden message, but I'm not sure. <laughs> I'm not sure if I could do that. Right, you'd have to kind of come up with a, a series of words that, like, through double reverse psychology, <laughs> would, like, make, <laughs> make the listener realize that, you know, it would be like, the opposite of what yeah. you were saying. Yeah, that's pretty good. If you play it backwards on your record player, everyone has a record player in their home these days. Especially these days. Donald Trump has 9 11. Oh no. Donald Trump is 9 11. (laughs) Donald Trump is synonymous with 9 11. (laughs) Uh, And that would be for Outback Steakhouse. Right. Outback State. I'm not doing it. <laughs> but, uh, uh no rules. Name? The guy from Montreal did it. Did it. He, used one of, <laughs> he used one of his songs and everyone got real mad. I went on tour with him. I was on tour with him. I was about to say, you went on tour with the Outback Steakhouse band. I can't remember his name right now. <laughs> All right. What was, on the green, what was on the Green Room Rider? Was there Outback Steakhouse um, on a rider? Yeah, usually he wanted them. Stacked, what's his name? He wanted them stacked up like 26 stacked up with a stacked up six for them. And then he would make it around his band just like eat it like a shish kebab. That was always a weird thing about him, for sure. I think that's what's horrible. <laughs> uh, what's his name? I mean, Dan. <laughs> oh, oh my god. Hold on, I look this up real quick. I. Get my, I know uh, it. If he's never going to listen to this because he's not in touch with the real cool stuff going on, probably. But if he did, he'd be upset. 
because he wanted to be my friend. You know, I heard that if you just go on Twitter and you at these dudes, they'll fucking see it. So I don't need, I don't use oh, Twitter. Yeah. I have Twitter hooked up to my flip phone, so when I'm at work, I used to do cigarette breaks. I don't smoke no more, but I would go out and I would write. Oh, congratulations. Thank That's you, Ben. Good. I'm quite smoking again. <laughs> I actively tried smoking again, and I couldn't do it. Just kidding, <laughs> Just kidding. Not smoking. No smoking on here. Don't condone no smoking. It's funny. I'm doing this advertisement. Speaking of doing advertisements, I'm doing uh, advertisement for this uh, Three Stogies coffee. And I was like, it, they say it has a smoky taste, but I... I don't, I don't remember the taste of smoking, and I don't want to necessarily go down. I don't need no stogies. But down here, you got a lot of these dudes <laughs> driving around doing stogies in their fucking historic, you know, can only drive on a Sunday vehicles, and it's, they look ridiculous. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. These dudes look crazy. Yeah. Anyways, I'm doing OK Montreal. No, of Montreal. OK Montreal. No, no relation That's to OK Natural. <laughs> What? <laughs> no relation to uh, OK Naturals. The store. No, no, no. So, OK Montreal. Kevin. If people go to Montreal and they're like, it was OK. <laughs> it was all it right. wasn't France. It wasn't <laughs> France to do it. wasn't, yeah. It was, they spoke French. Wait, let me, before you say the name, let me just like actually set chatting with my brain. It's just so hot. <laughs> my brain's so hot. No, it's really hot. Um, what is the temperature? 90 plus? Ian? No. Yeah, it's 94 right now, and I live in an attic. So, Living for anyone who thinks I'm rich because I have Spotify commercials that I didn't ask for, <laughs> no. Not sure. Um, oh my gosh, oh my gosh. No, nope, it's, it's like there's a brick in my brain instead of a brain. Let's just, is, is he a white guy? No offense, but is he white? Cause I'm gonna say, is he, is he white? Yeah, cause we could just go down a list of white people name, white dude names, and maybe we'll get one. Yeah, he's quite white. All right, so A, Allen, B, Brad, C, Chetley, <laughs> D, David, E, Edwin. Oh, all wrong. <laughs> yeah, I know Ed, and Edwin, that's the Mexican man. Yeah, is he? How's he doing? He, uh, we donated some money from the Temple of Marketing. I, I raised $2,000. Oh, there you go. That's cool. So just for That's the audience. The most I've ever fundraised before. I think it was because <laughs> I was trying to figure out why. Like, why this and not something else. I think it was that there was, like, a connection between two people that are not expected to become friends, you know? Yeah. I think that's why. That's, that's, that's all I can really say. It's also, I think people are more likely to do it. Not, I'm not saying it's like a good or bad thing. It's something that I've noticed in, in this too, in my own behavior with it. When something is like reposted, it's harder to, it's like, it, it, it all is legit. And you trust the person reposting it, the request for mutual aid. But then when you see like, just like the direct message, it's easier to be like, I don't know. Maybe that's something that it's like a pattern that needs to get rewritten. Because I think people need yeah. to just, in general, be more giving, in general, you know. In, yeah, in, I haven't been giving lately because I have don't I don't have any money. Well, to if you give, don't got money so to give, you can't it. give it. It's <laughs> the bottom line. But I have I have a, a slight platform, so I'm using that as money. You got the megaphone, yeah, and that's that's like money can do, can be anything if you just use it the right way. That's true. Um, but that's yeah, so Edwin's gonna be able to 
get out of the place you live, which is a god-awful place. For everyone there, I wish I could do the same for every single person there, um, and move into an apartment and have first and last month's rent and two months of rent. And I got him tacos yesterday. Hell yeah, there you go. He still wants to marry me, though. That's the one thing that we can't really agree on. Oh, yeah. <laughs> respectfully, though. He wants to marry me respectfully. I remember Kevin Barnes. There you go. I was, <laughs> I looked it up. Hey, I didn't want to see it. So, Kevin uh, Barnes, going, Kevin. if you're listening, um, you know, check out Old Table and also donate money to Mutual Aid. Somebody at Outbacks, donate some Outback steaks to some dudes that are Outback that need it. You know, non-gender specific yeah, dudes. Yeah, people Outback on outside in the back of the house. You're in the alleyway behind the Outback Steakhouse, so they definitely could use some steaks. I mean, they're going through the trash anyways. You might as well give them something fresh. Um, you know, we're not coming down on you. We're not, you know, we're not attacking you. We're just saying, we're, you know, and anyone else listening, look up what the land you're on is and find out who you're going to donate this money to because I know you got 20 bucks and, you know, try to do it as much yeah, as you yeah. can. So that's that's the only uh, request. And, you know, Delaware Dan is fake, first off. There's not act, there is a real Delaware <laughs> Dan out there. There's a couple Delaware Dans, but... Um, for sure, there's definitely, <laughs> there's a, well, I just found out recently there's a guy going on, um, Super Smash Brothers, you heard of this game? Super Smash Brothers? Yeah, yeah. And they go, and they play him online, and there's a guy on there, and he's like, he's, he's calling himself Delaware Dan. And this kind of reminds me of that scene in Spartacus. It's, it's pretty crazy. And so, I'm, it reminds me of Spartacus, where everyone's like, I'm, I'm Delver Dan. I'm Delver Dan. I'm Spartacus. I'm Sp- so it's kind of like that. Reminds me of that. So we're saying go out there. Whoever owns the game the most doesn't matter the age or anything. Whoever owns the name most is the one. Is the one. Kind of king of the hill type situation. That's what I'm saying. So that's why Delver Dan legal yeah. legal initiative, street legal team, prayer force one, hugely successful T-shirt campaign. Oh, um. So yeah, we're gonna keep going them. You got any plans? You've been doing stuff with Palberta recently. What's that? You've been you've been doing stuff with Palberta recently. What? Where's that? Who is that? Oh, oh, uh, Palberta is someone. They're a couple people that when they join together in oh, like those, a megazord. Those cool ladies. Those cool ass ladies. That <laughs> I know. I know about this. You know who yeah. they are? You know Palberta? Yeah. They're pretty yeah, cool. I got amnesia for one second. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, they did a tiny fest oh, yeah. in Lena's basement, and they also did a live show that wasn't actually live, but it was at a venue, and they were getting offered shows, but I don't know what's up with that because I'm very busy. I have a project coming out that I can't talk about. Nice. All right. But it is with Nate from Water from Your Eyes. <laughs> we were just listening and, to him this uh, morning. What? We were listening to that song about the dog. He's got some dog on the roof or something like that. And I was like, dude, that's so bonkers. It's so cool. Dog on the roof? It's like about a dog. I, he's like talking into the mic about a dog. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he makes too much music. We became best friends over the pandemic. That's that awesome. guy makes, it's, he makes too much music. He does. <laughs> 
that's too much. <laughs> well, he's about to make some more from the sound. That sounds, that's exciting. That's pretty cool. I mean, we don't know if it's music. We're not going to go out there saying that you're making music with him. Even though you may have just said that, I don't We've remember. We've been making sculptures together. <laughs> Giant sculptures. Paper mache, 10-story um, ten ten paper mache sculptures, probably. No, I can, I can say that we've been writing music together since August 19th, and we never stopped. Well, now we stop sometimes to take breaks, but we have, like, 50 songs. Hey, I bet you, Quinn. And, uh... I will tell you the project called My Idea. It's called My Idea or it is your idea? I know, it's going to be very confusing. I, every time I try to explain <laughs> the project called My Idea. This, this is pretty good. It was just a really long time. First we were called the Grammys for like, but then everyone, people kept, that were working with kept saying, You're, the Grammys are going to sue you, which would be very petty of them. Because we were talking about our grandmothers. Hey. But, um, I lost that battle, and then it became my idea. There you go. All right. That's pretty cool. That's exciting things on the horizon. Grandmothers can still celebrate. What if you spelled it? Would it, it would be something you spell it differently? I know it's too late. Yeah, they, but... did, they didn't like it different. He was like, it's that, or he changed it. He's a very strong opinion. So, <laughs> so uh, I was like, all right. My argument about how people do spell grandma, dear Grammy, thanks to the thing I don't like that you sent me in the mail. They spell it just like that. The argument is valid. So I just gave up because I get really bored of conversations like that. So I gave up and I was like, okay, let's change it. <laughs> That's pretty cool. I'm about to bore you even more. How did, you, how did the name Palberta come up? You don't have to answer that question if you want. I know. I actually know. <laughs> okay. I'm the only one that remembers. Um, we were, I was probably 19, so Nina was 19, I was 20, and we were at my house in Brooklyn, my parents' house. It doesn't, they don't even live there anymore, so it's very circle. And we were kind of doing a round table of band names, just sitting band names. And we were like, uh, what's their mom's name? What's their dad's name? My friend Rosie, so I haven't seen her like five years, but she's probably really chill. So came in and she was like, My dad's name is Albert. And so our first show we played, or our first show ever, we played the Southern Club at Silent Barn. We were called Albert, and we wanted to feminize Albert. And then I just, then we were just like, Well, we're becoming pretty good friends. What's he turning into a pun? And that's how Pete got a DNA. There you go. Now you got My Pal Berta. Great album. Recorded. Yeah, that was the best. Well, yeah. I think probably the best album. No. The first and last album so far are my favorite. We're both really good. There's a couple good ones in there. That's split with uh, New England Patriots. Not to be confused with New England Patriots. Um, Not the good That was pretty good. Uh, yeah, I forget what's on that. But I got it. <laughs> <laughs> it's got the hot oh, crossed buns yeah. on them. Susan. I remember I asked oh, some. Susan, yeah. Susan, I tried Susan. asking you to play Susan once. And we don't know how. No one knows how to play the song. I was, that's pretty cool. I didn't do it. Some dude named Alex did it, but it was pretty good. Yeah, 
I was there for that. Wait, did we, did we play it? No. Because we don't know how to play it. <laughs> I mean, I assure you that we don't know how to play it now. Maybe that was a while ago. Because that was the first one that I wrote some of. Like, I wrote, I wrote, I wrote the melody, I think, at the beginning, at least. And I think I played bass. Yeah, like, it gets harder when you're in a band where you switch. Cause you, we actually forget what instrument we played on the song. Right. It's, it's really it's a big puzzle. <laughs> if we even forgot all the, uh, some of the songs on our album that just came out. <laughs> and it's just constant confusion. So you just... You Recently... F- mm-hmm. What'd you say? No, no, you go. Sorry. <laughs> well, recently... Uh, I, I, I was trying to explain to Nate, because when I meet new friends and I start getting out a lot, I, I inevitably have to try to explain the Calvary dynamics before uh, they, they uh, actually witness it. And I tried, and he was like, it went beyond my expectations. It was the first time he hung out with us within an hour of Nina getting to New York City, Ani tore her ACL, MCL, and LCL. She's recovering. Uh, and Nina tried to dye my hair blue, uh, but put an entire bottle of it in my hair. And I got in the shower to wash it out, and I was covered in blue, like the blue man group. And I there was a handprint on the wall of the bathroom. I was struggling. Um, and I didn't even know that at this point that she had actually she was getting to get surgery. So that all happened in like an hour. Oh and God. Nate was like, oh, I see now. You know. <laughs> oh. <laughs> it makes so, sense. <laughs> that's us. Well, how about that? How about that? Uh, <laughs> how bad it be? You know. know, it makes for uh, it makes for really good listening. It's funny. Yeah. Um, the, but we all have so many injuries from it. <laughs> you pay. I got. I got really hurt doing a split on Taurus Alberta the first day out. Oh, no. I did a split, and I, I tore my hamstring, but I still did the whole tour. Oh, shit. This was a while ago. 2016. I was limping the entire tour. I was two blocks behind him. Then I got a weird rash one time. Like, yeah, it's weird, weird stuff happens. Well, you know, it's a full-time uh, battle being in the band, especially as prolific as Palberta seems. Um, well, I'm, yeah, I hope you guys are in good health. Yeah, it's a battle, apparently. <laughs> Is uh is Ani okay? Is she doing all right with that? She's doing a lot better. That's good. This happened like two months ago. Okay. Uh, but no, she got the surgery at the end of May. She's still limping, but she looks great while doing it, and she's gonna be fine. She very just needs to. She's being very strict about her regimen. That's pretty good. I played a couple shows with her. Delaware Dan and Ani did two shows back to back, and they were definitely. I didn't understand how she didn't injure herself then. So I'm glad she didn't, and uh, I'm glad she's better <laughs> She does get whiplash a lot. Because oh, of the head thing she does. Yeah, yeah, she, yeah the head she, thing. She gets whiplash. <laughs> yeah. Definitely noticed that. It makes me embarrassed. I'm really upset. I'm like, just stop doing it so high. You wouldn't be getting whiplash all the time. I assume she... we're essentially family now. We're not really... We're not really... <laughs> You're not actually twins? Is that what you just said? Not really. I mean, <laughs> we are, but more like sisters or friends, you know? There you go. Sisters that get along. Yeah. 
you get along, you get in the car, you go there. And mm-hmm. I always mm-hmm. assumed she was doing stretches to make to so she could whiplash well. I always kind of assumed. Yeah, was she doing that? No, I just assumed that she was secretly doing it in the bathroom oh, or no, something. No, no, no. She actually had an aversion to stretches and was well dressed, and I was like, stretching feels really good for a really long time. And now she's finally like talking about stretching a lot, and I'm like, dude, I caught this long ago. Why didn't you stretch? And uh, you know, everyone comes to. She said, "Everyone comes to things on their own time." I'm like, stop stretching. Yeah. Does your family suffer from jumper cables that were designed to infiltrate local cells of wild hogs impersonators that led to the dads on vacation to drop the kids off at the hospital so they could explode on deck at the boat parade where several members of the litigation team responsible for defending the Constitution instead changed their minds and now defund all systemic structures that oppose nature and humanity at large? No problem. Call Delbert Dan. It's not a real problem. So don't, you know, there's probably a good thing. We should fucking get rid of all this shit that... You know, creates more division between us because that's some bullshit. Delver Dean, call now. No problem, call now. So we got a big reveal coming up. We got here um, Delbert Dan Marketing Jingles Volume 1, which was so overwhelmingly successful of a release that, uh, you know, we went ahead, we made um, Delbert Dan Marketing Jingles Volume 2. You can order that from alexhoman.bandcamp. It's H-O-M-A-N. 
alexhoman.bandcamp.com you go order jingles volume two volume one completely sold out so this is going to be your only opportunity to listen to uh, an excerpt of the jingles volume one and you actually you can hear them on some of the uh, paid advertisements for the uh the commercial here which uh and what i mean by paid advertisements by delver dan those get recycled back into the delver dan temple marketing when we we pay ourselves with the uh, virtues accumulated in the three times, it gets recycled. So when what I what I mean by that is when we play our ads, those ads are bought and paid for by Delaware Dan Legal Corp. Corporation and limited liability. So we're not liable for what's actually said in those, but that's a different issue. That's just to protect our butts and stuff in case you know someone goes go out there and be like, I'm actually Delaware Dan, and be like, Oh yeah, prove it because we we have the we got the copyrights. So um, which is not a false claim. And I'm not I'm not at all given any sort of legal advice or anything resembling legal advice. Uh, this is legal advice given to me by my cousin. Um, but anyways, um, basically, what you're about to hear is the original marketing jingles volume one came out on KSP tapes, and it's the second release on that one. And you can listen to it, and uh, also make sure to unlock the secrets of Delaware Dan's Temple of Marketing by visiting Delaware Dan online. So go online, visit Delaware Dan. Which you're probably doing right now. If you're listening to this, the internet is somehow involved in it. So, you know, you've already done that. Congratulations. You can check that off the list. So, this is the only place you can hear Marketing Jingles Volume 1. We're going to do an excerpt. And then we have a couple uh, customer testimonials. Um, customer testimonies into, you know, what they think of the product and, you know, how, how easy it was to order it. And, um, you know, so this is now officially the only place that you're going to hear this. So check this out. It's pretty fucking good. I think so. I think it's good. I mean, I'm clearly biased. It's my company. I own the business. So I can do whatever the fuck I want. And, you you know, I'm building it on the backs of, uh, of you fuckers. So here we go. Delaware Dan. Thank you. Thank you for your service. that these these were scientifically designed in the temple of marketing um, specifically for their you know their ability to market and, and be advertisements so each tone you hear is specifically handcrafted and designed to create a certain type of receptivity in the listener for uh, listening to marketing uh, campaigns Which, if you're standing within a 30-foot radius to Delaware Dan, you're technically in the Delaware Tax Rebate Autonomous Zone. So you can you can incorporate, if you're anywhere I am, Delaware Dan is, where three or more gathered in a 30-foot radius to Delaware Dan is the Delaware Dan Tax Rebates Autonomous Zone. But you, as soon as you leave that, it's no longer valid. So you got to stay around me. This way, I'll never be alone, and you can listen to this type of music 
to market to be market to increase your uh, global appeal in the marketing realm. So here we go. Pretty good. I think it's all right. Here we go. Delaware Dan. And just remember, where three or three or more are gathered in the, in the Delaware Dan Autonomous Tax Rebate Zone, no problem. There's no problems. really know what that means or what that actually in a legal sense uh, entails but you know, we're gonna figure that out through more experimental sort of marketing strategy focus groups and other kind of focal points on him so the rhythms kind of respond to the uh, cerebral the deeper levels of the cerebral cortex and they trigger a sort of matrices effect you know, kind of matrix style effect going on him where they make you understand the, what the advertisement's for. Kind of like listening to Cocteau Twins, you finally know what they're saying once you get vaccinated. It's like the main side effect of the vaccine is you can understand Cocteau Twins now. So I'm going to flip the tape over. And, uh, you know, that way we skip ahead. It's a short, it's just short tape. It's for sale. Well, it's not for sale. It's sold out. It was for sale for a long time. But this is the official, is the only way you can listen to it. All right, here we go. I, I promised my boy Jamie Orlando from Tabs Out, I said, there'll be a big reveal, and this is it. So, Delaware Dan... Temple Marketing, handcrafted by our team, our litigation team, street legal team. Prayer Force One has been highly active in the creation of these loops, uh, business loops and stuff like that. You can find that out on the, uh, the split with Matt Norman. Uh, you can also check that out by listening to episode one. Matt Norman's on episode one. I'm not going to talk over this whole thing. This is supposed to be just the music, but I got a lot to say about it because I'm very proud of these marketing this marketing uh, initiative by Delaware Dan Temple of Marketing. So this just in, uh, we got our first voicemail from a um, you know, satisfied customer. We're going to open it up right now and see what they have to say. So, okay, here we go. This shit, man. I've ordered this product three different fucking times. I've ordered it from three different women on the fucking phone. They all say, oh, it's not an issue. Just turn it off, put it back in. It's not. 
Does your family suffer from envelope oscillators enveloping oscillations that change pitch with the twists of the giddy titty twisting nipple witch synthesis that erased the memory cards on Jetty Lee's bass rip generator that was invented by a dancing banana at the Christiana Mall who was arrested for fornicating in the food court with a discarded apple inside of what used to be the movie theater but is now the room where the Apple Store fires their younger employees for no reason in a web series being produced by Netflix. Whereas then a new web series where the previously aforementioned web series is being stolen in a heist performed by Amazon where they also heist the way human rights then no problem call Delaware Dan for this exact problem call 302 we got your back at Delaware Dan call 302-69-4-2069 call Delaware Dan I'm fucking working and I'm tired of this shit I need a refund I need to fucking kill someone I'm tired of this shit it's all bullshit okay so um the verdict is in. Some people have started calling back as far as using Delaware Day in marketing strategies. And I think we need to readjust some of the loops. So, um, that being said, um, we got this royalty-free, relaxing nature sound that we're now going to do a Delaware Day in meditation. And now... A guided meditation by Delaware Dan. Om, om, marketing, om, marketing, om. You are sitting in a creek that is slightly too cold for comfort. You're not wearing any clothes. A small water snake approaches you and then it morphs into a frog which then morphs into a toad, which then proceeds to signify that he would like... Does your family suffer from caffeine being the number one substitute for spiritual release in a serial series from the 1950s being colorized and re-released on Blu-ray where due to interdimensional time travel and quantum lit litigation technologies, the Delaware Dana Corporation loses all liability and assumptions of said liability for defecations performed within the drawers of the cores of stores of flourishing flows of Scatman John. Scatting to the new tune uh, entitled Scat is Where It's At. Then no problem called Delaware Dean. I'd like to give you dome. You decline, respectfully of course. And the toad then transforms into a telemarketer who is ringing in your ear a very simple request. Would you like to fill out a survey? The survey entails the following questions. During your last Crystal Gem hearing session, did it fail or succeed in ending in an illegal beef brothel visitation? Yes or no? Mark 5 for strongly agree. Mark 4 for disagree. And Mark 20 for other. During said gem healing crystal, crystal Gem healing session, did the illegal beef brothel visitation occur in Pike Creek? Yes or no? Did the same location in Pike Creek also host Poetry Night? This is what the, this is what the telemarketer is whispering as you are swimming nude. Excuse me, sitting nude. 
right, so I hope that calmed you down a little bit, and, you know, maybe some people out there, um, you know, might think, okay, Del Ordain's products don't work, so, if that's so, here's the same individual at Poetry Night in Pike Creek, um, this is just after DIY DUI racing season, uh, which is not a funny joke, because a lot of people die doing that, and it's not funny, so don't make jokes about that, but, um, and uh, oh, sorry, baby girl, my angel, I love you so much. On this day when we are wedded for finally forever, holding our peace, my love, angel, sweeter than menthol. I love you, baby, my angel, baby, menthol lover. I love you. Hold me. I love honey, honey pot, angel, sweeter bee, honey. I love you. Your love. I love you, honey bee pot. You are my love, you. Angel, baby girl, menthol, forever, my love, my heart. What of thing to withstand my heart, my love for you, angel, baby girl? All right, this, well, that feedback was, but it was pretty good. Uh, some poetry there, uh, read live at poetry. Um, you know, here's a couple things here and there that you know need to get fidgeted around and you know worked with, so. You know, it's no problem. We had a week of rehearsal. He's one of the few directors that I've worked with on film who like rehearsal. You don't get rehearsal anymore. You get two tapes and you move on. That's that's what life is like being an actor now. Um, I can't really describe the, the, the story of the plot. You say, I'm no good at that. He said, look, he's a white guy who thinks he's black and he's a pimp. And I said, I'll do it. A word on fire. <laughs> or, you know. So I'd have little kids coming up to me or parents saying, Are you serious, Black? Can he get his picture with you? Look exciting. Pretty good review, I'd say. <laughs> All right, there's Gary Oldman in the flesh. <clears throat> Excuse me, my lips are too big to speak appropriately because of this Botox injection um, that I've been doing for fun. So, <clears throat> in the flesh. In the flesh. Gary Oldman. Um, <laughs> I'm glad somebody thinks this funny. So that's actually him laughing in the studio. Uh, not my studio. Uh, somewhere else. So um, it's pretty good. Um, yeah. Okay. Phil Braun, also affectionately known as Mustard, and if you're like me, you've torn off the tops of all your socks in protest. Instead of going around with the tops of your socks torn off, just like the sound man for Big and Rich, go stop by the Office Hours merchandise store online and honor the 45th President of the United States, Dr. Donald, Donald uh, Trump, with these wonderful Cephef Cephai socks. Cephef Cephai. Very comfortable and very supportive and lots of other things in the shop too like this wonderful t-shirt I have here which also has me if you don't haven't noticed. So stop in and take a look because 
It's a slam dunk. So I'm, I'm going to break down what just happened, and um, it's pretty good. There's a guy, I don't know who he is, name's Mustard, I guess, and he's on there. Uh, he supports Trump, which, you know, Delaware Dan remains neutral on this issue. I'm just kidding. Fuck him. And, um, but, you know, he's wearing these socks, and it makes him feel pretty good. So that makes Delaware Dan feel pretty good. So I feel pretty good about that. So ultimately, it's a pretty good thing. And now, it's, so you didn't see it, but he slam dunked. And I got to say, he looks like an older dude. Maybe he's definitely older than 40, I want to guess. Going down on a limb there. and uh, But, you know, he's slam dunking, which if you know anything, then you know that that gets harder with age. So get, kudos to him. We're going to applaud him in studio. Applaud Philip Braun for doing a slam dunk. And not only that, but slam dunking on him and getting dunking on him hose. of it all, though, is a story about balance, about achieving the right harmony between order and chaos, which is a theme that many fans of classic Final Fantasy games will be familiar with. In Fantasian, I wanted to really shine a spotlight on this balance between order and chaos, and ultimately I think that that key word balance applies to almost anything in our lives and our universe. Take a look at the world as it is right now, there's just a, a huge gap between the mega wealthy and the average person, or take religion, take ethnicity, but in between all of that I don't think anything is as black and white as it, it may seem, and there's always going to be some kind of balancing act in, in there. And with Fantasian, I took this idea of order and chaos and the idea of finding a balance between the two of them, which also comes from my interest in a lot of more f the f physics. I don't know if, uh, you know, but I'm a big fan of kind of metaphysics, space and uh, outer space and, and physics of the universe. And similarly, if there's too much order or too much chaos in our universe, I think that you know, we're either going to expand too much or it could just reduce everything to zero if you go to one extreme or the other and we'll just the universe will cease to exist but somehow the universe found this perfect balance between enough order and enough chaos that it's able to sustain this system in which stars and planets and things can exist which to me is quite mysterious but also very um, it's very attractive to me so be it this world of metaphysics or our own reality or our own society and how we've established uh, the way we live, I think there's a juxtaposition to be made between this idea of order and chaos and two extremes and finding the right balance between the two.
right. So that was uh, is this thing okay? That was uh, Hironobu Sakaguchi. He's the inventor. Uh, he's one of the creators of the video game franchise Final Fantasy. And more on that and other kind of JRPG uh, tendencies within our DIY uh, grassroots kind of own and operate your local supermarket kind of co-op type thinking and you know progressive mindsets that transcend all political spectrums and you know pretty much just uh, center human rights and equality um, and just you know people being themselves and stuff is is going to be old table uh will maloney from old table is next coming up next will maloney old table we're gonna check out old table finally i've been saying this for a long time check out old table and we're finally gonna do it so go ahead prince albert Put him in a can Send him off to Nam Strap him to a rocket Turn them pigs to ham Prince Albert You can push him out to I'm talking to Old Table uh, How's it going, dude? Going pretty well that's, that's pretty cool. So I, my friend of mine told me check out Old Table, and I was like, I thought he was talking about Craigslist kind of thing. I went on Craigslist. I typed in Old Table. I didn't find anything. They were there. It was mostly people trying to sell new tables. I was like, the fuck. Next thing you know, I'm down there in Baltimore, in the basement, and there's this three piece. It's a drum, guitar, and bass, and they're playing these songs that just like kind of opened my eyes about all kinds of stuff I didn't even think about, like. You know, like you got people working in the supermarket, but then they can own, they can co-own it too. So I, that's pretty cool. What, so yeah, I got the idea from uh, de- from uh, Den- I think it's OldTable.de. It might be OldTable.Delaware. That sounds like Delaware. Denmark. I'm not sure. You know, Denmark is kind and, of the uh, Delaware of Europe when you think about it. Sometimes. Maybe a little more. They imperial. remain neutral, and they're the tax havens. And, uh, yeah, so, probably. That sounds sounds pretty accurate. So, when did Old Table start? Has it been going going on a long time for you? Yeah, uh, 2003. Damn, how about that? I did my first tape. I had a band called Motion Picture Cutouts, and they didn't like the the Old Table name, so I had to put it out by myself to do all the instruments. How about that? So that was like a tape. That was a tape back in uh, 2003, uh, November. Damn. I had a show on my birth, my first show on my birthday, the first lineup. Duke and Cat Lee. And after that, I didn't. I, I play. I, I didn't play with them ever again. Well, how, well, maybe they're missing out. Pretty you know? much as old people, at least, but. <laughs> Well, that's pretty cool. So there's been a lot of like, I guess, different versions in the, in the live band, but there it's all your music, right? It's like you're kind of the, the main person at this at making the songs. I'm the dictator. You know, you know, John Cage didn't like that kind of stuff. He didn't like uh, Glenn Branca because he was like a fascist dictator. I've heard and that's s- what I am with Old Table. 
I think I've heard some people. But, uh, it, it's a more joyous thing to collaborate. I encourage people to collaborate. Yeah. I'm in a band now where I collaborate. It's called Castrated Caligula. Uh, yeah, you know, I think with I my saw friend Argyle. It's pretty cool. I seen some band practices going on on the on the on the internet. It's pretty cool. There, uh, I seen some other things there. You know, going. You got Climax Landers. You got Time Stalkers. And you got castrated Caligula, and you know one time I saw, I saw uh, Climax Landers at the in the in Brooklyn, New York, and uh, I myself as well as everyone there was fairly reluctant to spit bars, and I just want to say that I, you know I realized I missed out on a prime opportunity. Though Dan, um, not good with the kind of uh, iambic pentameter type stuff, but definitely can spit some kind of advertisement things if it's pre-written so i wrote a couple things i don't have them right now but you know next time that there's a chance to be spitting bars on a climax landers i'll make sure to uh, all you need is confidence to spit bars that's what, was, that's what i was about to say what kind of what, what advice do you have any more advice on on any any listeners that might you know be reluctant themselves on spitting bars and what they could do to kind of overcome these well it's a fraught concept let's face it we have to uh, decolonize ourselves from whiteness. So it has to come from a genuine place. It's like totally single-minded, absurdist place. And you might pull something beautiful off. You know, because it's better if it rhymes, right? Yeah. You know, I understand. No, but people should be apprehensive to spit bars maybe sometimes in some of these shows. But other <laughs> times, fuck it. Hell yeah. The time is right. You know when Step it up there and you only a, get one shot. When the spirit speaks, it speaks through you. Mom spaghetti kind of stuff. There you go. I like that. I like that decolonizing kind of stuff. You know, I've been thinking about this. Delaware Dan uh, officially declared anywhere within a thirty-foot radius of Delaware Dan, no matter where he is in the, wherever I am in the world, because I am Delaware Dan. Um, you know, it's it's it kind of a is an automatic Delaware autonomous zone. And it's got kind of dicey because some people are like, all right, I stand in it within 30 feet and I can incorporate to evade certain taxes. And I want to tell people, you know, it's not necessarily about the line that's being drawn. It's all kind of like a, like, it's basically that these borders are kind of made up. They're just kind of just bullshit. And it's just a way to kind of sell ideas to people that, uh, you know, and, 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 and I, I, you know, can detect some of these themes sometimes listening to your music. And there's like kind of a unity, a unifying principle going on. I, I just want to say I really appreciate that. It's pretty good. I think you must have had a storm blowing over and I was in the midst of that Delaware Dan fog when I, when I, when I thought of that stuff to, to send it right back to you. <laughs> well, so I appreciate that. Yeah, absolutely. And you know, if you're ever driving down 95 and you're going between Philadelphia, Baltimore, and New Jersey, stuff like that, you, you're probably in Delaware. So it's, it probably could, you know, it might have been hovering over vehicles or UFOs or something. I don't know. It could be anything. That's the kind of the magic of all the thing. first state. It's the first state. I, I'm, I'm still. And before I met you, Delaware, Dan, I used to say, what have you done for me lately, Delaware? <laughs> and yeah. then Delaware, Dan, came into my life, and I was like, thank you for answering my question. I would say, Finally. <laughs> I would say that, you know, maybe Delaware, Dan, could be a gift from Delaware, but I think... I think it's uh, it's not necessarily the other way around either. So maybe they're they're not mutually exclusive. But I, you know, I, I do what I can. 
Delaware's got a kind of a weird rap because it is a new place, just like any place. So it's kind of one of those things. It's kind of weird, you know? It's kind of a mind-boggling, you know, I don't know, like, what the fuck he's talking about kind of thing going on. And it's, it's pretty cool. I like that Aubrey Plaza, though. She's pretty cool. I heard rumors. She's from Delaware. She's from Delaware. She went to the same school that the drummer in Gold Dime uh, went to, but I don't think wow. they. I don't think they knew each other. They what a were lucky drummer. <laughs> She's pretty good. That's my. Andrew. That's my guilty pleasure. Some certain celebrity crushes. You know, I want to <laughs> check out Old Table more than others. Like um, Marion Cotillard. Oh yeah. Actually, oh, yeah. Uh, emailed me the other day. How about that? And, and it was Does your family suffer from get-rich-quick schemes that help pay back debts accrued during marketing telethons where the host of a top-rated local talk show was uncovered to be an alien conspirator dipping a multitude of tips in the beef wax dip that slathered the slurry in a furious flurry of furry fuckers all slapping each other up with natural oils? No problem. Call Delaware Dan for your free sample test kits of Jellyby Offers Royal Jelly-Based Loyal Oil, a regal slip and slide for your foreskin. Call Delaware Dan for this exact problem. 302. You know the rest. I don't need to say it because you got memorized at this point. It's the point of me telling you that. Alright. She, she kind of emailed me. She doesn't, she sort of spells in the same way that her accent is. And she was like, Neil, I wanted to tell you, I love your new album, Coffee Colored Eyes, that came out last year. That's awesome. I thought that I was the only one who listened to it. And then I found someone else online who also checked out Old Table. So thank you. That's so good. You know, she was really and, good uh, I was I was happy to get that email from, from Marion because I hadn't talked to her in a while. So that was cool. That's good, good to reconnect and, you know, kind of catch up on stuff. You know, I, I, I think my guess, my, I think maybe... I don't know if she told you what her favorite song on that was. For me, it's Town Meeting because it's kind of the culmination. And, you know, it's pretty cool sounding. It's got the bass. And, you know, it's nice because I, I like hearing the songs without the band and stuff. But then once it kind of all comes together, it's really, it's pretty cool, you know. It's pretty good. We recorded that one like three years ago or something. And we had it on the back burner. And I was like... Man, I hope that this song isn't too, like, naive and childlike. People are going to laugh at me for loving Ralph Nader this much if I put this out, so I was scared. But then I finally just threw it out on the Coffee Colored Eyes album. The cover I did in, like, three seconds and put it out. Because uh, sometimes you want to hide that stuff. You know, I, I noticed. Like, uh, but it's okay. You know, I don't know. Sometimes you just gotta let it uh, um, do its thing. Songs with a message uh, are. Uh, who wants to write them? Because you have to be like either very naive or very knowledgeable or something. But I say just let them go. There you go. Let them out. That's a, that sounds pretty good. Well, it worked well on that song, and you know, I definitely recommend I recommend that. You know, a couple of the albums that I was a uh, guest advertiser for, um, you know, something in my mind just said, you know, maybe just maybe just mention and check out Old Table. Because I heard that there's this band of, there's like five brothers, 
and they're going around and they got this cover band called Checkout Old Table. And maybe that, you know, do, would you mm. recommend people to check out Checkout Old Table or do you think they should just kind of cut out the middle me- people, you know? All, you know? Is there five Are of them? Are you talking about lowering into somebody's now? Because I'm a somebody. <laughs> I yeah. am a somebody. That makes sense. You kind of, you seem I like a somebody. it. <laughs> Well, yeah, maybe, maybe I, I got a tattoo. There you go. Well, you know, I can't show my listeners because it's audio only. But just take our word for it. There's the tattoo there. I might, I, you know, I'm sure I've seen it. The no ats, or is it all the way spelled out? Is it no one into somebody's? Is it someone? No, somebody. It's an old sailor's design, you know. Now, how about that? Um, I got it way back. Back in Nam, or no, 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 you know, I, I got it, I got it way, way back. There you go. Whether you mind, you know, he found it in a treasure chest in the cavern. How about that? Um, I had to get the golden key before I got there, and you know, so I, I went down to uh, to Baltimore, went down Baltimore, Baltimore. Put my vehicle down Baltimore. And uh, pick that up, pick the golden key up. But here you uh, go. Silver key's not going to work on that. You got to do golden key. Because it's, uh, you know, that's the, uh, yeah. You know, there's this one, there's this moment on, I forget which one it is. It's one of the uh, Climax Landers t- uh, CDs. And there's like this poem that's like, playing like Final Fantasy or Zelda or something but like it's like real stuff happening in it and I was like that's pretty good I might have to play that for the listeners to kind of check out you know well what would you recommend for someone to check out Old Table what do you have what's the what's the starting point where do we you know I mean maybe to check out Old Table I think maybe you were talking about Azure Dream that's the one that's the one that's the one right there yeah it's pretty good I really like I really enjoy um, you could check out Azure Dream, type it in Azure Dream PlayStation 1 review with his YouTube. Check out that game, it's pretty interesting. It's uh, it's a dating sim slash roguelike dungeon crawler modeled after the Tornico series. Uh, the uh, That merchant guy from Dragon Quest 4 when they started making games with him in it. Um, but what was they saying? Which, which is a, let's see, good one to check out first. I don't know. I appreciate that, though. I would say, um, well, I always like coloring. I always like, I always thought that that was, um, one of my favorite ones. I listened to that recently, actually, and I, I, I thought it still held up pretty well. That's 2011. So, That's that one. Yeah. Oh, cool. All right, this guy. I like long albums, like um, the White Album or uh, Trout Mask Replica. I like those long albums. So a lot of them Motors of Invention, they got long. Like there's like 20, like songs that are about two minutes each. It's pretty good. That, oh yeah, is that the? That's like uh, the one with. The earlier one? Yeah, um, that shit. I forget what it's called, but it's pretty good. It's real crazy. It's the people... colors blue and black. 
I think so. I got it on my phone, and they don't have got the art on it. <laughs> go, go figure. These phones, you know, they're all technologically advanced and stuff. Oh, you know, I had, I, you know, now that I think about it, I, I accidentally stole a tape from a former roommate that was, uh, you know, it was, it was old cradle. It had cradle on one side and it had table on the old table on the other side. And it was, it was pretty good. Like you kind of get two, two dot, you know, and then I think I saw the two years playing in the band. Climax Landers. So, how related is Climax Landers to Old Table? You know, is 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 that more collaborative? You, know, you got more ideas coming from other people in that one, or how's that one work? Yeah, I think we had a lineup, and then we decided we're committed to this lineup. So, why don't we name it something else? And that's where that came out of. I also had like some other folks who I was playing with for years like up in my folks house in Westchester so I split up the band they were like check out Old Table and then the Brooklyn band was called Climax Landers at that point now how about that that's pretty cool so it's a blessing you know I try to keep it in mind and try not to take it for granted making music is a really blessing uh, a blessed experience um you know and it's the best thing that a person can do collaborate on music it's so good for the soul you know definitely and like you know you know after this year that's kind of come into more focus for a lot of people i think and really just appreciating when that happens and respecting it and respecting everyone in the space and trying to make everyone feel a part of that collaborative process because the best music is collaborative. Yeah, I, I dig that a lot. That definitely makes a lot of sense. And, you know, definitely with this pandemic and everyone taking time off from playing shows and touring, definitely, you know, you, you kind of, there's a new appreciation, kind of, not, not just because we haven't had it, but there's been plenty of time to reflect on it. And, you know, I've seen a couple of these. I've even done it myself, a couple of these online shows. I've done my own just kind of for fun. But, it, it, you know, it don't be just like being there and you know, being in the same room and everyone's just laughing and stuff. Now, I'm going to have a whole new thing. I quit cigarettes, so I'm not going to be able to smoke at them. And it's been pretty good, pretty easy to, to, to think about not smoking and just by not thinking about not smoke, uh, smoking at all but for me it's like just being around people that do smoke and it's like I don't care they can smoke I'm not I'm getting off topic but yeah basically the shows are going to be I think like, the shows are going to be really really good uh, I'm pretty excited this is going to be a whole new paradigm with this I think I think it now you know I think you know I'm just excited about it I don't even know I don't want to put too much of an expectation on the future but it's going to be great Sounds like it was good that they shook you out of being in the habit of smoking around people. Yeah, because you know. like it is tough sometimes on your lungs, man. Oh yeah, you know. I mean, I couldn't breathe. I have asthma. But, uh, I should have never started smoking in the first damn place. But then, because of marketing and subliminal marketing, and me marketing to myself, damn. 
yeah, that shit got kind of crazy there for a minute, but I, I broke out of it, you know. I did some reverse spells and all this shit. Isuna, Kiraja, all this, all this shit. Cure 3. So, we're good. We're good on that now. Come to think of it, I wouldn't put it past Philip Morris to be behind some of these uh, DIY venues. Yeah, I, I think the money... Causing more people to smoke all the time. You follow well, the money. I didn't start smoking until I was like 23 or something. That's how old I was, yeah. Like, I was way stupid. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, only stupid people start then. <laughs> but anyways... Uh, Most people start when they're like 9, and then that's like normal. They're like, I've been smoking since I was 12, <laughs> it's fine. They're like, alright, alright. Yeah. And they, led, they ended up being the ones living until like 90 and shit. I'm like, how the fuck does that <laughs> So I, I definitely notice in, in Old Table and Climax Landers and all that that there's a lot of old Super Nintendo or maybe even Nintendo era, maybe even imported, you know, uh, RPGs, games that we didn't even get in the States. Did you, do you have like a like a collection going or something there? It seems like you're pretty knowledgeable. Well, I find it inspiring to write about that stuff sometimes because it's very connected to nostalgia and like looking back and I love it now still it's like a um, a joy and it's part of that privilege to be able to write songs and, and be comfortable positioned to perform them regularly I definitely recognize that as a class privilege and I try to be conscious of trying to put that stuff into a different context to augment the message a little bit there you go. Um, yeah, I do. I, I got most of that stuff is on my ROM on my computer now. But uh, I, I don't know if we should let that out, though. You might want to beat that out. Anyway. <laughs> the deep state's well, listening. Yeah, you get a lot of that stuff for free now, which you should be, because I only really care about the 90s stuff for the most part. Maybe some of the new Nintendo stuff that comes, like the Zelda, the new Zelda, not the Hyrule Warrior shit, but like the real new Zelda. Yeah, for the wind. I really wanted to make a Zelda 2 remake, you know, like the Adventure of Link, where That'd it's like cool. side-scroller. That'd be cool, Like yeah. a Metroidvania kind of style of Zelda, <laughs> but then there's also an overworld and shit. That would be cool. I remember there was a Turtle, Ninja Turtles game kind of like that, where you're going around, where you're going to sewers. And then, you ever see them, you ever see that one where they're side-scrolling? Oh, with the top-down view? Yeah, it's like top-down, and then you go into sewers, and then you're on the side. That's not the arcade one. It's oh, yeah, that's the uh, first one for, Nintendo, for regular Nintendo. That one, I remember that one. Was, I think my grandma still has it. She don't play it. So I'm like, yeah, like, grandma, like, give it up. Like, give up the Nintendo entertainment system. Come on. You know, maybe she put it in a will or something. I don't know. I'm not telling her what to do. Your grandma played it? No, no, she's just she's holding on to it because for something for us kids to do when we go to into town or when we go visit her at the beach, and uh, you know she's got Nintendo, she got Mario three, Mario two, I think she got Mario one slash Duck Hunt, you know, on there. That one's pretty good. Oh, classic. You I know it well. No problem. There's no problem with Delver Dan. Every once in a while, I get one of these ladies. You know, they got a real nice picture, and they got a lot of hashtags, and they had a lot of hashtag ads, hashtag advertisements. Right. 
And I'm like, wow, I must be onto something because these same people are following me on Instagram. These ladies with the with the hashtags and the nice lighting in the photos. They never seem to be following any of my of friends. From JC Penny. What? They never seem to be following any of my friends. I got no mutual friends with them on Instagram. But they're they're following me and then they, they all some of them are just straight up the same pictures. And I'm like, how does this even work? So but you know maybe they're cross promoting. Maybe they're doing viral marketing. Have you ever have a video go viral? Has that ever happened for you yet? I think it has. Um, I had one video. My one video that went viral is called Bob Dylan's Big Punch, and it's from the movie Hearts of Fire with Bob Dylan, and he's like punching someone in a, a really weird way, like with his back all hunched over, and he like his head is like hanging, <laughs> and, he's, like, and he punches someone, like he just swings his arm. What's like, the movie called again? Uh, like level. What? What's the movie called again? It's called Hearts of Fire with Fiona. <laughs> like there was, there was a scare or a, uh, you know, like a single word, um, female, whatever, like lady named Fiona in the eighties apparently, oh, yeah. and like oh, it's yeah, a, I remember this. a movie. It's like one of them. It's, it's really, really bad. It's like a post-apocalyptic kind of movie. Dude, I think I saw <laughs> I your guess clip. I the benefit of hindsight now, yeah, it seems like that. <laughs> that's awesome. That's cool. We got anything coming that was up? My, like, that's got like a couple thousand three whatever on YouTube. That was pretty much the most viral content I ever did. That's a buddy of mine named Sebastian, he, he had a, a tweet that went viral, and it was something like, uh, when Jesus was in Persephone, and he was viewing all the sins of mankind one by one for eternity, I wonder if you saw that guy whacking it to Waluigi for, or hentai, or no, blasting ropes to Waluigi hentai, <laughs> yeah, so I'll anyway. Uh, well, then now you got now you got yeah. Elon and Grimes and all that on doing um, SNL, which is just kind of I didn't watch it, but just the idea is funny. But I don't want to actually see that. But I don't know if anyone's blowing ropes today. That sounds kind of you know perverted. That's funny as shit, dude. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> well, Waluigi has a grip on people's. Um, some level of people's conscious mind. Put the ladies in charge. You there know? you go. That's you, what I say. How long has this shit gone on? You know what I'm saying? Let's like, get the ladies to solve this shit. That's what you I'm know? saying. That's what I'm saying. They, and you know, a lot of them are handling shit, and some of them maybe are like, all the single ladies. Even there you go. Over there, all the they all can the, round them up at least. You they're know. not round them up. They could round themselves up. Right, they're going to rally. They're gonna, they let them round themselves up for once. They're going to rally around a colonialist family with a pocket full of shells. But in a real way, not in a way that's going to sell I mean, Ram t-shirts or whatever. Radom t-shirts. Ram, Rage Against the Machine t-shirts. We're not promoting their Rage Against the Machine. Yeah, I was, Tom Morello, uh, when I was a kid, I used to think he was a good guitarist. And I was like, you know, the good thing he did was get the delay pedal and the whammy pedal. And once I took the whammy pedal and delay pedal, 
and started plugging things other than a guitar into it. I was like, oh yeah, dude. And then I met Paco years later, and I was like, hell yeah, dude. That's, that's pretty cool. And then you were like... We are the robot. We are dancing. Yeah, you know, you know what I'm talking about. You got. See, I, I noticed. Then you like plugged in your guitar and you're like. DJ. You know. Hell yeah. You're like. Wicked, wicked, wild, wild, wet. Booty in the blow fit. Yeah. Chickity China, the Chinese, chickity chickity China, the Chinese, chickity chickity China, the Chinese but make me think the wrong thing. And then something about Sailor Moon, cartoon, go boom, something like that. You know, you know next time we're spitting bars at a concert, at a live basement concert. Yeah, yeah get up there I'm and do, do that. that or something. There we go. That's my, yeah. that would be my intro. And then that'll just, oh, just go off, you know. You kind of walk, go walk, just going off. Start out with some bare naked ladies, get it totally wrong, and take it from there. There you go. What's the problem, you know? Exactly. So anyone What's was- go wrong? Time for another episode of Illegal Crimes. Alright, so this this segment's been a pretty big hit. Um and uh you know, it's pretty good. So we're doing illegal crimes. Um uh, you know, there's uh, you know what's what's considered acceptable by law is uh you know a lot of people think is up to interpretation but unfortunately for you people that think that i'm saying to you right now um you know taking taking land from people and killing them is pretty fucked up and this isn't a joke this is uh you know a real thing so a couple of legal crimes forcible transfers forced evictions and demolitions um this is from amnesty.org english 
Israel demolished 848 Palestinian residential and livelihood structures in the occupied West Bank, including East Jerusalem, displacing 996 people, according to the UN Office for Coordination of Humanitarian Affairs, aka OCHA. Israeli authorities said that many of the, the demolished buildings lacked Israeli issued permits. So, okay, here we go. This with the permit shit. You know, I'm Delver Dan. I do a lot of law to, you know, using law lingo to try to manipulate people. And uh, basically, at the end of the day, these people were living there and you kicked them out. Now, this has nothing to do with whether or not what religion these people are. Because you talk to most of these people and, you know, it's kind of just, it's been a bunch of people living in the same zone. They're all different religions and they have been for... Does your family suffer from vacation being canceled because the mood was ruined by the mask mandate being too scary and the guy from the second screen movie was seen wiping the gel from his hair that had trickled down into his butt crack with the original Declaration of Independence that had been stolen by the makers of the film National Treasure that had the Nick Cage on him? No problem. Called Dale Redeem. A long time, but you know, you got this thing now called settler colonialism which is another illegal crime according to Delver Dan and many other people um, so you know all right so here we go unlawful killings and excessive use of force also illegal crimes under international law uh, Israeli military police use the necessary and excessive force during law enforcement activities including search and arrest operations when policing demonstrations so um, you know I guess uh, here we go back in um, well, let's break it down. Back in '48, they did this thing where they they gave they wanted to give the you know Zionists were thinking, hey, let's go ahead and make a make a nation. Well, I'm gonna interrupt this real quick, and you know, um, why have me tell you about it when you could have uh, you know other people talk about it that are maybe a little bit more qualified, knowledgeable. All I know is that. At the end of the day, displacing indigenous people seems to be a trend of the last uh, 200, 300, 400 years. And, um, you know, some of the newer countries definitely guilty of this. And instead of working together, collaborating, and giving everyone equal rights, they take them away because they think they're better than everyone, no matter who they are, what they say they think they are, and, and you know, how to manipulate the image to uh, talk about it. So here we go. To talk more about it, we're going to play a little bit of a clip from... The Abby Martin episode of Office Hours Live. I hope this is okay. Not making any money off of this podcast, so don't worry. Um, there's nothing illegal. There's no more additional legal crimes as far as uh, parody and copyright law, so all that. So. I'm trying to get laughs, but I'm also trying to do better. Cancel me. Can, if you can want. I ask a Cancel question? Me. Like, but I want to ask a question. Oh, okay. <laughs> Let me start off with what I think is a very dumb, or maybe a simple minded. Um, question that I always have and I haven't really seen a good answer for. I'm a fucking bona fide moron. <laughs> <laughs> so you have, when you, um, t let's talk geography. Mm -hmm. You have, you have the, uh, the, the state of Israel, the country of Israel, and you have, it's a nice, it's a little chunk mm -hmm. of, of land on the coast of the uh, deads of the, uh, yeah, Medi the Mediterranean. Uh, yeah, Mediterranean. And then you've got this little strip of Gaza. Yeah. Okay. And then there's then there's the West Bank over here. Yeah. So Israel itself kind of runs into this. So I always look at that and go, well, what does a two-state solution look like when yeah. these two things are not actually geographically connected? Really a great point. And then you have Jerusalem over here, which is supposed to be the shared And, and Jerusalem geographically is not, is in the West Bank? Is connected to the West Bank? Is it completely No, it's area? inside. Yeah, no, it's... It's, it's in the it's, middle of, of the yeah. state of, of Israel. Okay, so what is, so what... 
Does anybody have a vision for what that looks like that seems reasonable to you or um, even unreasonable to well, you? Well, you know, the two-state, one-state thing is I, th I think that Palestinians have put forward that they are willing to negotiate whatever that looks like because they've talked about withdrawing settlements out of that West Bank area to the 1967 borders. And there's, there's a lot of debate about what that state would look like. But I agree with you, Tim. It, it seems impossible when you look geographically at where the land has been taken over because the West Bank has been taken over by settlements. And so you literally have to go from like crossing <coughs> checkpoints and settlements to get from one place to the other. Right. But I think there's some things that are non-negotiable, which is equality and democracy and human rights. And like right. the two state, one state thing could be, you know, that's up to the Palestinians ultimately. But geographically, it doesn't make sense to me, especially having been in the West Bank and seen how atomized like the land has become because of Israel's just, you know, flagrant violations of international law. And then I thought, well, can't they just, can't it just be a one, one state? Mm -hmm. uh, and it's right. a, it's a, it's, they're, they're just treated like regular citizens. And there you go. And they have property rights and they have voting rights and mm -hmm. they have all these things that you'd expect to have as a functioning member of a society. Exactly. That, so that's, that's what that I would be the real happen. dream. That's the dream. And is there a movement in is in Jewish Israeli however you want, the Israeli politics? I, I remember seeing that there was an effort to include Palestinian Arabs <coughs> in the government, mm -hmm. uh, and some there was some move towards that, and then that got kind of killed by Netanyahu or or through this this latest little mini war. Yeah, so, so there are pal there are Palestinian uh, there are. Palestinian Israeli citizens that live within Israel and there are some kind of token seats in the Knesset where Arabs hold seats uh, but that is you know looking at the broad view of things there are five million Palestinians that are denied like basic human rights because you have three million people in the West Bank that are living under a brutal military occupation and then two million people in Gaza that are just warehoused in this open-air prison so yeah I mean the one state would be lifting apartheid, lifting the military occupation, and lifting the siege, and giving, granting everyone equality and human rights, but that would fly in the face of what Zionism is. So there, of course, I think there are Israelis who are anti-Zionist, but it's hard, like I said, like imagine living in America where 80% of people are like Trump supporters. It's a, it's a hard society to live and actually oppose what's going on because the mainstream current is so against you. So a lot of people flee. I know a lot of anti-Zionist Israelis who have fled, and they are working from outside to try to build that pressure. And that's why people say BDS, because it, there's not enough people within Israel to, to rein back that kind of fascistic uh, right. current. But, um, but yeah, I mean, to, to, to say that there should be one state and equal rights means that you would actually oppose the fundamental premise of what Zionism is, which is an artificial... Jewish majority based on ethnic cleansing. And it's also a uh, religious, it is a uh, divine uh, creed, is a divine uh, command that th that this is our land based upon the Ancient concept of biblical a... biblical text, yes. Which, which I think most of our reasonable listeners might say seems a little strange. It, it is a so, strange thing, yeah. So, but how do we separate um, anti-Zionism or, mm -hmm. or sort of feeling like this is part of the problem why there's this conflict mm -hmm. is the is the hardcore zionism with anti-semitism because now there's this pushback saying of course i don't think anybody in my audience myself included i don't know about vic i know he's into some weird shit, but <laughs> <laughs> we have no issues with 
the Jewish people and the ability to, to worship freely and practice your culture and practice <clears throat> your religion. So how do we separate those two things and, you know, do that without in encouraging more trouble? <clears throat> Of course, and you know, just to bring it back to someone who is Israeli, his grandfather, or I'm sorry, my friend Miko Peled, he is a uh, anti-Zionist Israeli who I just interviewed for Empire Files, people can check it out on our channel, um, on our podcast actually, but he is a very prominent figure in Israeli society, his grandfather was actually one of the founders of Israel, mm -hmm. he's on the Declaration of Independence for Israel, he is very... Um, he, his niece was killed in a suicide bombing, but instead mm -hmm. of that driving his hatred toward Palestinians, it drove him to actually understand the Palestinian plight and want right. to fight for peace. Anyway, what he said about, about anti-Semitism, I think, is really on point. He said anti-Semitism belongs in the same category as Zionism, as white supremacism, because mm -hmm. all of those ideologies are based on actual hatred and oppression, oppression of a marginalized group. Right. And he said that it's, they're all bad. Right. Um, of course, anti-Semitism needs to be condemned, but I think if there's a rise of anti-Semitism, it's due to the rise in right-wing extremism. Right. You know, I mean, Trumpism is Blowback. On, the, on the rise. We saw Charlottesville and we see, you know, I don't know if you guys saw that video of that settler who was just taking over the home and he was just like, yeah. if I don't do it, someone else yes. will. Yes. That guy is a crazy fucking Trump supporter. Someone found his Facebook page. He has like stamps of Trump, like Trump stamps on his forehead. Like, Jesus. Uh, yeah, he is. He's insane. So let's also. And he's getting paid to go and occupy people's right. homes and kick them out. He is literally getting paid. Right. So there's to do there's that. a there's an actual there's a financial incentive for a lot of this behavior yeah. from coming from the government. Yes. They're pushing people into these areas, yeah. pushing people out. Mm -hmm. This is not. So this is design. In some ways, this is designed. Now we also c should admit, can admit. That there is plenty of people in that region that don't that are truly anti-Semitic do want to see, is you know Israel uh, dismantled or the oh the, yeah you know, the, the anti-Semitism is a very real problem and that exists within you know uh, Islamic uh, states around their region so there is there is hostility there that's real yeah that is based in perhaps <laughs> not only just ideology but the fact that these people came in and threw a bunch of people out. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I, I think it's more about settler colonialism. This is something that's widely understood as wrong. You know, mm -hmm. looking back at, and reflecting at how the U.S. was founded in a similar way, people can understand that that was wrong. Right. But it's just bizarre to just look at a country that's openly... It's happening in real time. Yeah, happening in real time, day to day, and that, you know, it, they, it's, it's a weaponized concept, and this is something that Miko said as well. They weaponize a very real and growing threat, which is anti-Semitism, and use it to deflect criticism of a state committing war crimes. And that is something that is, that's offensive to people like us. I mean, we're progressives, we're liberals, and I am very offended to be called a racist and a bigot for right. simply opposing, you know, yeah, there's no ethnic nuance. cleansing. There's zero nuance at all. And you look at something like East Jerusalem right now, which is where that settler was like, if I don't take this house, someone else will. I need to take it over. Um, that, there's something called a demographic law in place that requires 70% Jewish population 30% Arab population to be maintained. And just wrap your mind around what that means. Right. It means it's that you just, need yeah. to continue to expel people in order to have this artificial religious right. majority of, of Jewish citizens. So it's... So there you go. I'm not going to play too much more of it. You want to hear the rest of it, you got to watch the episode. I highly recommend this podcast called Office Hours Live. It's been going a couple years, a few years now. Several years, actually, in fact. It's pretty good. 
Uh, talk more about it. They released a uh, blend of coffee that we're going to be reviewing. That's kind of unrelated to this topic. So I'm going to go back and jump back into illegal crimes. It's all part of illegal crimes. And here's the thing. The moment you think that you're bigger than nature and you're bigger than, you know, anyone, you know, regardless of what happened, I know, you know, the people of the Jewish faith suffered insanely a huge amount of suffering due to the Nazis and all that bullshit. And, you know, all right. But that's a separate issue because you're basically doing what Nazis did to these people. And it doesn't matter what religion you are. If you if you think you're better than them and you're kicking them out, it's an illegal crime. And that's been Illegal Crimes. Alright, so, you know, that's not good. We don't want that kind of stuff going on. So, don't do it. on okay thanks thanks for another great episode Delver Dan um, you know every we're gonna try to do this every month um, you know check back in four weeks for episode six gonna have a couple more segments on there should be pretty good hopefully we get Nels Bummer himself on the line if not then his uh, you know legal representation Dela Royce Ambry uh, shout out <coughs> Um, shout out Old Table, uh, Will Maloney, Paco Cathcart, Charles, um, you know, all the brothers Janku, and, uh, you know, all the Della Weird folks. Um, right now you're listening to Yo. I think it's called pronounced Yo. It's Tashi Dorji and a couple other dudes. Um, really amazing crew. Um, that I hope I get to, to meet them someday. Um, but they've been getting me through this pandemic and, and reminding all of us of, uh, you know, what's really important, um, especially as artists and, uh, you know, people who are, you know, allies to people who support the cause of indigenous, uh, you know, giving the land back and all that. So it's pretty good. And it's some pretty good music, too. So, you know, I, I need to do better. I'm always trying to do better. Uh, we all are. Uh, I don't do enough. I think, but I, you know, I, I, you know, I could always do better, and uh, you know, so could you. And I just want to encourage you to, you know, donate to mutual aids, uh, different mutual aid projects, and stuff like that. You know, um, it's pretty good. So shout out uh, Tom Goyan, uh, you know, Jessica Ackerley, great guitarist up there in New York. Um, you know, all the New York homies, all the Baltimore homies, Ben Starkey, Javier. Uh, Zachy, you know, um, Ted, Tedley, Tedson, um, and uh, you heard on the last season, or excuse me, episode, it's no seasons, it's just, it's all one season, baby, it's still with Dan. Um, you know, shout out, much love and thanks to, uh, you know, Tim Heidecker and the Office Hours Live crew, um, big fan, uh, check them out, check out Tabs Out. And the Delaware crew, previously aforementioned Delaware crew, Mike Haley, Joseph Brintendop, um, you know, Dave Doyen, um, Jamie Orlando, big supporter of the Delaware Dan Street Legal Initiative. Uh, shout out Steph uh, Parrish, 
who is doing a podcast. You can hear Delroy Dan on on her podcast, which I forget the name of it. So that's not helpful. But um, you know, we'll we'll probably just get her on the show next week and, and promote her through that. In the meantime, you can check out uh, Field Drum and Bass on Bandcamp. Uh, she goes by that mixed drum and bass. You might be able to find some stuff out through that. So uh, you know, Steph Parish. Uh, thank you for all your support, all you people out there um, doing, throwing, um, you know, the just the, the good word of uh, righteousness and, you know, fake capitalism. And hopefully it cancels the real capitalism out. I don't know. Uh, I do envision a, a more compassionate, uh, you know, more a, a world in balance. Kind of like Hirunobu Sakaguchi. You know, you're saying it's all about balance. So, you know, do the balancing act and... And uh, sometimes the pendulum's got to swing. So, anyways, I love you guys. Delver Dan, uh, you're listening to Exist Among Wolves by Yo. It's out on American Decline Records, um, based out of Chicago. It's pretty good. And it's like the heavy arm branch of American Dreams. So, it's pretty good. Which I think they do like jazz and experimental stuff too. So, uh, I don't really listen to black metal, but I'd listen to this black metal. This is good. Listen to this. makes me want to change the world for the better so that's not a joke I'm, I know Delroy Dan can be sarcastic sometimes that's not sarcasm that's some real shit right there listen because honestly I think a lot of black metal out there is pretty fucking stupid but this is some good shit I like this Tashi Dorji is also just a great guitarist in general you should check him out he's got tons of stuff Go Tashi Dorji on Bing Bing, wherever you do. Go Google him or whatever. You know, or, you know, go to your local record store and see if they'll order, you know, from dis- uh, distributors that are going to sell, uh, you know, maybe some Tashi Dorji tapes, records, stuff like that. I would say check out on Spotify, but, you know, that kind of goes without saying. I'm not trying to directly support them per se. So, anyways, listen to this.